Each week, we take a moment to sit down and talk about things going on at the road in what we call the road detour. Okay, so uh, I'm already nervous. No, 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 <laughs> With no, no. The fun questions. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but no. These are just like favorite restaurant to go out to eat at. Hmm. I like Mexican food. So Me too. your favorite Mexican restaurant that people could go to if they wanted to go to it. Ted's. Ted's. Okay. Mm. We are big Mexican food eaters too, but I think Alfredo's. Have so, you ever oh. had Alfredo's? Yeah. Is it more? Yeah. There's one in Moore and one in Edmond. And I'm a Los Vicaros guy. I we really like, like Los like Vicaros. Vicaros right. too. Yeah, it's all it's right. Ted's. I love it. Los Los Vicaros. Um, so favorite rock song. I know they're out of left field. I'm sorry. Rock? Yeah. You got it. Look, you didn't come out of the womb listening to Christian music. I mean, I, I, mean, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I'm out. What favorite country know. song? All I can think of with the rock is my kids love Def Leppard, Pour Some Sugar on Me. That's oh, one of the my goodness. I, I was actually so thinking of that song. Doing. That's oh, funny. Oh, oh, wow. You're well, welcome. Funny. You're welcome. Kids have a favorite yeah. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Favorite country song? I'm a Chris Stapleton fan. Are you? Mm -hmm. Which one? All of them, pretty much. Like them all? Yeah. Mm -hmm. My favorites are like Rascal Flats, Carrie Underwood. Oh, okay. Carrie Underwood's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Last concert you went to? <sighs> Dustin and I went and saw Cody Carnes and Carrie Job. Oh, that was yeah. recent. Yeah. Yeah. It's long. I don't yeah. even know. Toby Mac. I don't even know. I'm talking about they still I have too alive. many kids <laughs> to go to concerts. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah. Well, so we're doing something a little different on our detour today. Um, we brought our lady staffers in, uh, children's ministry and preschool ministry, so that we could talk about a woman's perspective on parenting. We've been doing, we started this series, and by the way, thank you guys for tuning in online and, and watching our video clips and sharing that stuff. That helps a lot. And uh, it's something that, you know, we feel like doesn't matter what your relationship with God is, we use this to help reach our community. Everybody who's parenting, it's a struggle. Uh, that's not unique to believers or non-believers. It's just hard to be a parent. And, and the truth is the Bible has a lot of insight into parenting. And, and when we use that, it helps us bridge the gap uh, to people who may not have a relationship with Jesus. So we, we use it as a tool. And it's always one of our uh, most uh, well-attended and viewed uh, series. So, But we wanted to get a woman's perspective because a lot of time at church we don't. Uh, we, we preach from a male perspective, teach from a male perspective, and I uh, thought it would be kind of fresh and fun to get the ladies in and just ask them some questions. So so here we go. You ready? fresh and fun. What would you say is your biggest parenting challenge? First of all, let's go through your ages of your kids. Okay, so we have three. Um, our oldest is 17, and then we have 15 and 11. Okay. Okay, and we have four girls, and from 15, 12, 10 and 7. All right. So biggest parenting challenge at this season stage of life? Not being in control of everything. Yes. That's My huge. kids are driving. I have one driver, one with a permit, um, and they're in high school and just kind of letting go of some things. So you're, mm -hmm. you're already starting to release. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And mm -hmm. you're at the beginning of that, especially with the 15-year-old. Yeah, just starting that. And I think making sure in our house that they all feel fair, that life's not fair, but, you know, fair in their different avenues of life. Different ages. Mm -hmm. All right. Right. So do your kids, do you feel like your kids uh, share with you out of their lives pretty openly, transparently? 
Who, or, yes. or if not you, who would it be in their life that they do? Because I had this conversation with someone yesterday who said it was his mother that the, the kids have that open line of communication with. Who would you say your kids have the most open line of communication with? I think in our house, it's me. I okay. Mean, yeah. I think our kids share openly with both of us, but um, maybe just have a little more opportunity to share with me. So in our home, uh, my kids were, were, I think, afraid to share with me uh, because, again, stereotypical, but I was a harder parent. Mm. Uh, there was more more of a soft cushion with mom than there was with me, and um, it took a long time, um, especially after my wife died, of working on building a safe space for my kids to be able to talk to me about mm-hmm. whatever they wanted to talk to me about. Uh, some of that was age related. Some of it was parenting related. Mm-hmm. Do you think any of it's from like girl boy perspective too? Like we're a house of girls and I feel mm-hmm. like they always come to me for everything. Maybe not out of fear for, you know, their dad, but I didn't know if yeah. there was a difference with you having boys and girls. Not really. I feel like um, both my daughter and my sons um, share openly with me. Mm-hmm. So So uh, let's talk generally from your perspective. You guys see lots of moms and dads and work with lots of kids. Let's talk uh, the roles and responsibilities of parenting for just a second. Percentage-wise, what percentage of parenting do you think falls to the female in the family? <laughs> I mean, how do we answer this without yeah, again, throwing anyone under the bus? Right, right, right. First I don't want to throw. Level the playing field. That's a great job. <laughs> <laughs> level the playing field. We're we're looking, making some general statements about life in general. Yeah. They don't apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I I told you guys that uh, I I I'm a Type A personality. Uh, I've kind of resorted back to what I did when when my first wife was alive. Uh, you know, I, I come to the office. I'm here at ten after seven this morning. Um, get here early, go to work. This was my priority, and I abandoned uh, the raising of my children and and the keeping of the home to my wife. She was a stay at home mom. I had no earthly idea how big that task was until she passed away. When she passed away, now I'm trying to do that, and no longer can mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, it redefined my role as a man. Mm-hmm. Is that how I defined manhood? I could no longer define it that way in my life because I couldn't live up to it. I couldn't get to work early. I couldn't produce what I used to produce, and so now it's like cooking chicken strips and washing clothes. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I had no idea how big the job was because I had defaulted. Most of that to her under the umbrella of, well, I'm going to go make a living, Um, which you go full circle, probably why my kids were more comfortable talking to mom than they were to dads, because that's who they were around. Mm -hmm. How does that translate to you guys? Well, my family, my kids are now old enough that they do a lot of things for themselves. But I do remember in their younger years, I would be you know, getting a shower or doing something and one of them would come in, knocking hands under the door, you know, that kind of thing. All the Mom, time. you know, can I do this? Can I? And and I'd be like, where's your dad? Oh, he's sitting in the living room. We'll go ask him. We are, I'm like we are literally in there. the shower. Go we ask are still there in life. Yeah. Every day. It's yeah. your, your father sitting in there, you know, go right. ask him. So why do you think that the default for the kids is to go to mom? I think kind of like, well, for us, what you said, 
I stayed at home with them. And so I think that's just their natural go-to is that's just what they're used to. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. I think so too. I think you set up that in the beginning Mm -hmm. whenever you're caring for them. Mm -hmm. um, And that's just what they, you know, think that's how it works. You know, they go to mom for those things. Mm -hmm. But I do think in the same way, um, because sometimes that can wear you out as a mom, you're, you're tired, you're exasperated. Mm -hmm. Um, I found that sometimes Dustin would have more patience with them than at the end of the day, if somebody needed to talk something out or something needed to be dealt with, sometimes he could come in and have a fresh perspective and more patience with them um, than I did. It's good. Mm -hmm. Talk discipline for just a minute. Uh, and there's, there's no generic way to ask this one. Uh, who's the good cop? Who's the b- bad cop uh, at the house? And who brings the hammer? And who brings <laughs> the pillow, the softness? Yeah. I think, I mean, I truly think we do a good job at, you know, both doing um, at different times. But I think we also have had the conversation where oh, I've been the bad cop so much lately, you know. Yeah, you're saying as a mom. As a mom, and uh-huh. then or he'll come in and say the past, you know, a couple of days. I feel like I've just gotten on to them, and um, so I think there's different times where he feels like he's been the bad cop more, or I do. But yeah. I do think it goes back to them always coming more to the mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe I do it a little bit more on the discipline side, um, only just because they're yeah, that's who proximity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely a tag team for us, but um, probably I would say it would be me more in the smaller things yeah. daily, yeah. but those bigger yeah. moments or things yeah. that That's accumulate good. is yeah. then when Dustin, you know, yeah. would come in. Yeah, Ty and, will come home and he'll see stuff that I haven't seen that, that you know, yeah. he'll get it. And I'm, oh, I hadn't seen that because I've been yeah. on the, the smaller things. Okay, very yeah. good. Very good. So let, let's talk about Again, generically now, not specifically. Um, We're going to have a lot of of wives and husbands that will watch this, and and they're looking to to survive. Um, You know, one of of our young ladies, young mom, shared our our message from Sunday, and she said, for all my friends in the trenches. Well, Mm. for the people that are in the Mm. trenches, um, what would be something that the husbands or the men in their life could do that would bless them, uh, provide them that moment to breathe, uh, to regroup, um, to, to be healthy. That's a good word, to be healthy as a mom, uh, to have the space and the uh, margin to be able to uh, respond and not react, right? That's a big challenge mm-hmm. for parents is like, man, you push my button and I'm reacting. I did not respond. Uh, what, what could men do that would would make the home a better place. I mean, I'm just thinking about those times like I need to shower, I just need yeah. to go and and he, he's very quick to say you guys leave leave mom alone for a little bit, you know, just even little small things like that, seeing mm-hmm. me, you know, go outside to do something, hey, you guys just leave her alone for a few minutes, taking that, distracting them. Yeah. Um, How hard do you think it is to get stuff done with four Kids. <laughs> well, it's one of those things, you know, you do it and you turn around to go to the next room and you come back and what you just did is undone, mm-hmm. you know. So, so I my wife says that about the kitchen. Constant. Oh, yes. the kitchen. She, she constant. hates the kitchen. Yeah. Yep. Because you get it clean mm-hmm. and immediately. Absolutely. It's unclean. I, I always go back to that 
old meme I saw one time that said um, cleaning your house with kids in the house is like brushing your teeth while you're eating Oreos. <laughs> That's I mean, a great picture. Yeah. It's not so pretty, but it's, it's, but it's so true. true. It is so true. Yeah. And I've told Dustin too, like, I mean, just to be blunt, he's never more attractive to me mm. than when he's like vacuuming or right. cleaning the toilet yeah. or something because Helping. yeah the, and just doing that, it without us asking yeah. like you know i came home was yesterday day before and the, the kitchen was clean i thought huh. like, yes. you know that's that's a big help for sure yeah. not having to ask very good very good i uh had a question I wanted to ask you, and I got lost in the answers y'all were giving and, and forgot what it was. So we've talked discipline. We've talked about how to be a blessing. Um, what's your biggest fear moving forward as a parent from where you are? I feel like, again, I think it goes back to control is an issue for me maybe. Um, but I feel like We've we've had it pretty good so mm. far. Uh, my kids, I can't complain. They're not perfect. None of us are, um, but we are really blessed. And so, just the future and the unknown. I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. Doing something that's going to traumatize them. <laughs> they look back and I can't believe you did this. Hey, yeah. Tell them yeah. start yeah. saving like, their money for therapy now. Listen. Right. Oh man. But yeah. yeah. Oh. Put some money in a bank. This is your therapy money. <laughs> this is your therapy money. Put in a piggy bank for them. Whatever I caused, here you go. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Don't call me. Go to see a therapist. <laughs> um, so in your kid's life, how tight a reins do you keep on things like social media, um, media in general, culture in general? What, where, how tight are the boundaries? Uh, in the in the lives of your kids, and I know you've got you know we've got from seventeen down to seven. Seven. Mm -hmm. So how how do you make those decisions, and what do they look like for you guys personally? So my kids, um, only the two oldest have phones. Um, actually, the the second has more of a watch situation, but no social media, um, in phones and texting. We read over them every night, and. Um, go through their phones to make sure and they know you that you read over your kids phones mm -hmm. are messages are they mm -hmm. sent to you or do you take their physically take we their take phone? their phones their um their phone has to stay in the kitchen um every now and then we let them in the living room but they don't go to the bedrooms they don't go to the bathroom so they stay just a quick in the, question because mm -hmm. i'm i'm a devious sinful yeah. man how do you know they haven't deleted anything i mean we don't we just try to have open communication okay. and that was the deal up front and um, we may have told them that even the deletes don't delete, and we see them on our phone. <laughs> we, you know, all the things, but we try to monitor it. Okay, so no social media. Mm -hmm. What what music do you got? This is okay. This is not okay. Or do you do you monitor music? I and mean, look, there's not. A, I'm just. No, I'm not no. trying to. You know, obviously they're not with us eight hours a day when they're at school, and then even beyond that with sports. We're gonna go there in a minute. Yeah, oh, but. Um, I mean, we're pretty open in what we know what the kids like and what they listen to. But as far as, you know, right. all that, I mean, I don't know. Um, our older two have phones and access to social media. Um, we did not let them have social media, I think, until they were 15. Um, I think my oldest was 16. Uh, but I have learned from some other moms that have walked in my shoes 
um, that there are some things for sure that as my kids get older, I would like them to experience while they're under my Mm. roof and under my influence. Social media is one of those things, I think. Um, And so we're we're friends with them on their social media accounts and I, I can see kind of what they're posting. I, I don't always see what they have access to looking at, mm-hmm. but um, we're kind of at that point where with the older two, for sure, we're turning that over a little mm-hmm. bit and letting them make some of those decisions as well. My youngest, um, he doesn't have, he has a phone, but it's more of an iPod. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah, yeah. Um, he's not able to do all of the things on it. Um, he does watch YouTube, but it's on our family room TV in front of everybody so we can see what's going on there. He plays a lot of video games, um, and his favorite video game buddy is sitting right here. <laughs> right. So I feel like I'm pretty safe there. He has limits on who he is able to um, interact with when he's playing video games. It has to be someone he knows. So you guys are doing what a typical parent would do, mm-hmm. monitoring, doing your best to control. So this one gets a little more complicated. Um, especially with your older kids. Well, your youngest is seven. Mm-hmm. How many hours a day is your youngest away from you? Um, so what, about eight roughly with school? And, and that's your youngest, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and your so oldest would day. be how long? Uh, my oldest, two or, or more because they do sports. So um, And they're kind of on their own, not sports that mom and dad are sitting at. Right. So maybe 10. 10. Yeah. My oldest is super involved, mm-hmm. and right now she's gone from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. with um, school activities. So you're talking 14 hours yeah. a day. Yeah. So this is what you get into in parenting that that um, you know, we talked about trying to lay the foundation in, in the lives of our young kids is that by the time your kids are gone, I, I, I'm, I'm at a impasse because eight hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That foundation better be there. Yeah, your yeah. your influence yeah. is, is outside diminishing. the home. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. spending more of your waking hours outside the yeah. home than you are inside. That's the even home. true when your kids are little and they're yes. in daycare. Yeah. I sure. mean, I I worked when my kids were little, and so I used to have those moments where I would think about how much time they spent away from me versus the time they were with me. And the uh, you know, I was talking with one of my friends yesterday about the moment in life when you realize your kids you're not their number one anymore. Mm-hmm. And it comes, and, and some of you, you're, you may have already been there with your older ones, but if not, you're about to get yeah. there. Yeah. When you realize that uh, they do the courtesy hangout with you, mm-hmm. right? Is Yeah, I guess I'll go out and eat with you. And, and you're yeah. like, what? It used to be like, oh, I get to go I'm out and eat with you. still cool. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Hang out with me. And one of the things my wife taught me, uh, Stephanie, my wife, was that because uh, I grieve some of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I love being with my kids, and I grieved it when they were making choices to not be with me, uh, especially when they went to college. And it was like, it went from come home every weekend to come home seldom to come home mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. Um is is that if you'll let them go, they come back. Um, you make your home a safe place. You make your home a place where they know they're loved. Uh, yeah. They're going to go out, and they're going to be with their friends, and they're going to pursue their interests and their hobbies and their sports and things, but but they'll come back, yeah. and they have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that just a word of encouragement because it is frightening. It is hard. It's emotionally difficult yeah. um, to go through that. Any last words? Oh. Any, hey, I got one for you. I, I usually do this with uh, my older 
uh, guests that come on, and that is, you know, what would you wait, tell? Hold on. Older, wait, hold on. What just uh, happened? <laughs> um, what would you tell? What words of wisdom would you tell the the young mom, young couple that are out there getting started? Hmm. I mean, I think soak in all the time, all you know, your time with them when they're young. Um, lay the foundation, but give yourself grace in, you know, you're learning too yeah. as a parent. So I think, give I think grace. one of the things that you said earlier um, about just making sure that you're a safe place for your kids to land, yeah. that you're not, you know, if they come to you and share something with you, you have to kind of regulate yourself sometimes mm-hmm. not to be shocked, not to overreact. Um, because they're not ever going to come back and share anything with you again. So um, just trying to be calm and be a good listener sometimes. I think that, uh, you know, this is the part of the danger of of doing these interviews is they're all spontaneous. So (laughs) um, shaming people. And I think church creates an environment of shame. Uh, and then, then as a parent, you know, you want you your kid makes a mistake or share something with you, and you end up shaming them for what they've done. And I, I don't think there's any biblical example of that. I think, a, a, you know, the woman caught in adultery who could have been shamed, and the world was trying to shame her, and religion was trying to shame her. Jesus just looked at her and said, "Don't do it again." Mm-hmm. Didn't say mm-hmm. you're a horrible person. Mm-hmm. He didn't say you've screwed your whole life up. Mm-hmm. He didn't do any of the things that sometimes. As parents and even just as, as people we do, it was it was just, look, go and sin no more. Yeah. Um, you know, for those who condemn you, neither do I. Mm. Um, it, it's tough um, as a parent creating all that. Well, listen, I hope you've enjoyed uh, getting to talk with Natalie and Amanda. And uh, they're here every week. If you have questions for them, I'd tell you, go talk to them. They, uh, they bring a lot to the table. And we appreciate you guys uh, sitting down with us talking today. Thanks for having us. Hey, thanks for tuning in to The Detour. 